it's one of those movies where the characters are dumb because they're written poorly. No. Yeah, well, not only that, but the overriding thing of all of it is that it's an annoying, like everything is annoying. Yeah. The, yeah. Is the annoying. effects are annoying. The CG animals, oh, yeah. like CG always, was CG. it's just very, it's an insufferable movie. During the few moments that we have left, I want to talk right down to the language that everybody here can easily understand. party right now and i left the party i'm upstairs at the party to be on this call because i was like i demand to be able to talk about the trauma that's awesome upon me (laughs) watch this movie holly well since your time is at a premium how did this film make you feel Oh wait, sorry listener. You know, Jerry, We're listening. We watch Twitches, uh the Disney channel. <laughs> we, watch, we watch Twitch TV slash underscore JR Slime JR's Slime Zone. Uh like, comment, and subscribe. Uh we uh, got bits. We are getting into the wonderful habit, and I think it's a good one, of just forgetting to introduce the monstrosity that we watch. Welcome we- to high-level casting, Zach, Ethan, Jeremy, Malleus, Maleficarum. Um, you yeah. guys know the goddamn Doug- deal by this point. <laughs> I'm the hammer of witches. I'm fucking, you know what I am. I'm the witchfinder general. Anyway, back to the question that I asked earlier, since Holly's time is at a premium. How did you feel about witches 2020? Yeah, 2020, yeah. 2020. Okay, so you asked me this question, and in some ways, it's not fair because I can't, I can't articulate the way that this movie made me feel. It made me feel so many things, and they were all bad. Um, I yeah. do have a soft spot for Roald Dahl, despite the fact I was recently reminded that he was just a really raging unapologetic yeah there's that really unfortunate i think it was par for the course for like britain in that time period i think that the thing there there were really a lot of liberties taken with this script in terms of the way that it was turned into this movie there are a lot of things about it that are unlike the book and maybe that's good um, but a lot of it felt sort of like heavy-handed kind of Hollywood shoehorning. I think we've talked on this podcast before about when they're like, oh, what if we made the protagonist a woman? Like, ooh. Yes. Okay, thank you. And this you. is very much like, what if we made the protagonist black? Ooh. And like, we said it in Alabama instead of in Norway. Ooh. Like, but that's it's- like... It's just uh, for but, setting. But he's okay movie. permanently being a mouse and dying in like nine years or whatever. Yeah, because anyway. he's a he's a fucking eight year old boy and his brain's not fully developed and now he's a mouse. Like it's he's not gonna in... know. Spoilers. I guess we should back up a little bit. <laughs> right. And of course. Specify that the thing immediately as soon as this movie began, it harmed its reputation with me because it has the thing which I loathe most about contemporary children's movies, which is unnecessary ham-fisted narration and oh, that yeah. doesn't Hell stop yeah. it continues for the entirety <laughs> of the awful. film this movie I, does not stop talking like that's chris one of rock it's so chris rock is the narrator and he's doing like a obnoxious radio voice like i do on this podcast <laughs> it, it sometimes. felt like it felt it's like awful it was like yeah a, yeah it did a it was caricature bad of what a black person <laughs> in 1975 would sound like uh-huh 
1968 or whenever seatbelts were invented. Really cool. Did you guys notice that they didn't even bother to name the child? Yeah, he does. He's hero boy. Yeah, it, oh, if wow. you watch with captions, it's just hero speaks and like it's always referencing hero. It's real. And weird. grandma and they always call him boy. Grandma. Oh god. Oh no. With disregarding characters' identities, Annie the mouse, whose real name is Mary, and at one point she's just like, "My name's Mary, by the way," and they're like, "That's great, Annie," and they call her Annie for the rest of the film. Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. Daisy, Daisy. Sorry, Daisy. Sorry. It's okay. I would. I I would. Just proves that like it's irrelevant. She is a character that did not need to be there. No. And she's just like an obnoxious filler that they couldn't do away with but they were like we have to have a girl in this movie or else the woke scolds will shun us but it was too late because it happened anyway (laughs) i think unnecessary filler is 80 percent of the movie (laughs) i don't know were you guys riveted by like the long discussions of soup and uh, accommodations <laughs> in a hotel between Anne Hathaway doing a terrible accent and Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I th- like a so feat, I th- you know, I think I was transfixed more than anything by Anne Hathaway's bizarre accent. It was accent. the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. It bizarre was body language, just bizarre everything. It's I, I don't understand. Everybody in this movie felt like that they had been caught. because even at one point when the when grandma rolls up to the fancy hotel that the mysterious cousin character whatever like hooks her up oh yeah that doesn't exist in the film she just gets her in then like the greeter right the guy that's like Mm -hmm. hello ma'am may i take you back the bellhop he he just looks at her and stares for a moment and is like well okay why are you here it's important to note that this is a black bellhop and the family is black because this is the only time in the movie, again, set in 1968, Alabama, like yes. one of the darkest, cruelest places and times. Well, you it's know, like, like and, and I thought that's where it was going. And then it right. never acknowledges so, yeah, it no, ever again. Right. The, the, the only time that it's even mentioned at all that these characters are black or is when the black bellhop expresses some incredulity that she is checking into this like very well, nice uh, hotel. Mr. And Stringer, the hotel manager. At the beginning, when they're trying to escape their hometown to escape the witch that the little boy has seen, she's like, oh, we're going to go to this hotel. And he's like, why would we go to that hotel? And she's like, because only rich white people stay here. There's no yeah. way a witch would come. And it was it's very like really laying it on. Right. right. Like, yeah. Yeah. When in yeah, reality, you would be like, wait a minute. Wouldn't what wouldn't all. Mm, ah, mm. <laughs> what I, it, I feel like that's Which also convention? Like the, the end of the, disc, like, I feel like they were trying to set up this like, oh yeah, we're going to get into race issues during the sixties and seventies. They didn't with that conversation. <laughs> and then like, I think it, that ends with, the, the incredulity of the bellhop. And then right. after that, I mean, everything nothing. is just <laughs> peachy. The, this movie yeah, is rated ahead, PG. It's not going to get into due such... To, due to claw hands. Yeah, um, it's not going to get into such heated topics as boiling down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's bizarre to me that this movie is rated PG because exactly. the special effects are gory nasty. as shit yeah. they're disgusting oh, yeah. was, we were talking let's name them they turn children into mice and they sort of like 
Cover, get covered in they like boil up, yeah, yeah, boil. yeah they bubble up. Anne Hathaway, the witch, has like arms that can sort of disjoint disgustingly. Yeah, they can get, they get cut up as we, as we all know in witch lore. You know, the extendable like Stretch Armstrong arms are like they a get deep, long arms. They get long yeah, arms. that's that's in the Malleus Maleficarum. I was gonna say this movie is based on Malleus Maleficarum. Malleus malleable, Malleus malleable. So uh. <laughs> I think the thing that's fr- one another thing that was frustrating to me as somebody who really likes the book and the way that the book is written mm. is that they stayed pretty true except for the like three claw hands they stayed pretty true to the things that the book describes as being right. important physical markers of Witchy. witches which are that they like they wear wigs and they have like horrible sores underneath their wigs because they don't have any hair um so, they, so all the witches are presented you know, they all take their wigs off, see on the back of their heads, these like horrible, like red rash, rashy sores. Yes, deformities. But they really sanitized, they sanitized all of the heroes to make them as like unproblematic as possible. Because in the book, the way that they end up at this hotel is because the grandmother is a chronic cigar smoker. She smokes just like all day long, she's smoking uh, these really nasty cigars. So and she, she got the bronchitis. Yeah, she gets bronchitis <laughs> and the doctor tells her to go to a resort by the ocean for some sea air so that she, you know, cures her bronchitis. And that's why they go to the hotel. But the grandmother in this movie can't possibly smoke cigars because she can't oh. do anything that's not. We can't like- show smoking in a kid's movie. No, well, but they can show these like Not horrible, anymore. rashy witch sores and like yeah, right. witches. No, I agree. Like, like yeah, rip priorities. Out. Like, so, but, because know. that's interesting because the cough in this movie is a thing that happens and it's sort of implied to be like a curse by right. the witches. And so, like a I think it's witch radar. Energy. They even do the thing they do in movies, the tuberculosis reveal, where she like coughs into a napkin. And then in a movie, what would happen is they cough into a napkin, they look at it, and then it reverses to show blood. Right. It happens in, you know, Moulin Rouge. It happens in fucking a uh, whole bunch of movies because tuberculosis was like a theme in literature for a hundred years. <laughs> um, and so you get the idea that this woman is like getting very sick and dying. But no, the cough is nothing in the movie. She like just stops coughing. It, it's just which like <laughs> it's what there. Zach says. It's witch radar. It's witch proximity radar. I and, like, guess. I, but, the, so it, it makes sense that that it's an incipient thing in the book. That, that's like, like, but we gotta put it in the movie. We gotta coughing. And so I'm thinking like, oh, this kid who we didn't mention. The movie opens with the awful narration. And then immediately shows this kid having the most traumatic experience a child could probably have. There, there is like one fourth of a good film in this movie. And if you skip their narration, yeah. you're like, oh, this is going to be like a family drama about an orphan, like finding himself. And then like the first witch shows up and, and then it's just all fucking downhill from there. Right. And like, which <laughs> yeah. you would think that witch you're saying it over and over, but like that, you would think that witch, the one menacing one that offers him candy in the, in the hardware store is like this, you know, side character that maybe he has to defeat. No, she's just, she just blows up into a rat just uneventfully. The camera makes sure that you see her just go poof, so that you know she's gone. And I like, do, I do want to point out while you're mentioning that specific witch, Jeremy, she is the only one that is named under IMDb. She is accredited as Zelda and every other person, every like the only oh, other, the only other accredited witch is is Grand High Witch, which is Anne Hathaway. She's not named. I think it's very funny that it's it's Zelda, which is uh, the witch from uh, Sabrina, Teenage Witch. 
but uh, <laughs> oh, man. that's just that's just my own observation. But I thought it was funny that Better she's the only content. one that's that's named, and it doesn't even come up like at all. No, yeah, I just like I love how that she's like this focal point for the main character to be like. Normally, if you introduce a, a an antagonist like this, a side antagonist, there's going to be some scene where the character will then later beat the side antagonist on the way to the, to defeating the main antagonist, right? But nah, she just she just goes full rat mode. Oh yeah, I guess this is, yeah. a, this is a this is this a this is, is a, a good movie for rat lovers. By the this way, this is a rat centric film, oh, yeah. um, and particularly spoiler alert the witches all get turned into rats and like the the normal people are more afraid that there's rats in the hotel and not <laughs> that, that like uh, like 200 people were turned into rats exactly anyway, the, rats just are clean all, it up. the rats are all like rabid and mangy and then they like scream and i was and and the, the urge to purge the skaven was growing in my head <laughs> um i have that a question the for holly the in the book and then also i don't know for those who have seen any of the original but do all the witches have snakes because i noticed uh, that no. In the beginning of the book, there is an encounter that the protagonist has with a witch, and it's like his first sort of first encounter with a witch. It's a little bit different. He's not at a store. He's like climbing a tree in his backyard, and a witch with a a witch leans over the back fence with a snake in her hand and is like, "Do you like snakes? Do you want a pet snake? Pet my snake." So that's the only, but that's the only witch that has a familiar. So in this movie, that a lot of the witches, like the Grand High Witch, Anne Hathaway has a cat. cat. Some of them have, you know, snakes or whatever. But she also had a snake. Yeah, she had like an animal dress. That dope snake dress. dress. Yeah, that that was was actually really cool. I'm not going. That was my favorite part of the film. I'm going to say that the one positive thing that I have to say about this movie is that the set design and the costumes are incredible. Every outfit that Anne Hathaway wears totally bangs. Like, everybody looks great. Yeah, her updo wig is iconic and beautiful. Agreed. I just want to talk about the um, self-described portly British child. Uh, oh my yes. my favorite is, character in the movie. Is the, yeah, yeah. The favorite character mm, in the movie. Food. Who my just, favorite character. Have you heard of a little thing called food, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> um, occasionally, there are children who enjoy food a lot, and sometimes that's their only character. He was really fucking mad that like he wasn't getting his candy bars at exactly twelve thirty. Like, yeah, the okay. indignation of this child, like almost justified, like like what was about to be done with to him. And you're like, oh god, he's a little goblin that just so he just he, believes in promptness. He's, he's uh, that's speaker. right. Yeah. It's a it's yeah it's a it's a cultural thing. He's very you know primary. I was I was uh, when I was watching this, and we got to the point where we had all three mice. And um, we knew that they were all transformed kids. Uh, I, th- I was thinking to myself, it's awfully funny how like their whole anatomy changes. And the only thing that is similar of all three is that uh, one is chubby. Oh, the, one is fat. The fat like, mouse is yeah. fat. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's just like, and I was really going to like ride on like, uh, but then later on when the wit- the witches change like you see the three like the the, the rats with three fe- uh, three fingers on their or uh etc on their feet um so i was like okay but i did feel like it was very much just a like a just make the rat fat so we can continue with the food so we can still have the jokes. jokes yeah like we need to be able to keep pushing that 
Uh, of course, it is. I'm as That's I'm saying this, we, I'm like, we, it is a child's movie, and I'm tearing a, it apart. But yeah, we need a, a character that can like cannot say but, no to his most base instincts. But, but there are be, good mm-hmm. children's movies, right? There are like good and like substantial. He's a very Hansel movies. kind of character for sure. He just mm-hmm. wants to eat. He's a very yeah. He's not a character. That moment, um, a, I feel. I do feel any. like they kind of they kind of uh, failed to deliver the whole cheese aspect. I thought the whole grape scene was very funny. Um, actually, uh, just like he's constant. They're like constantly pulling him back, and they're like, "Don't you know, like grapes kill, like will kill you?" And like, and they just. I thought that was pretty funny. But then, like they 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 did more with the grape than they did with the cheese. Uh, all right, we've been going off about this movie to the point of frenzy. Uh, I, I love it. If I wanted to give a one sentence review of this movie, is it like over everything? Is it's not a good movie? It's not like a so bad as good movie. I would say to describe this movie more than anything else, I'd say it's annoying. Um, I think it's annoying to anyone. I I weep for any parent that had to go to the theater to see this. I weep for any parent that has to. Watch, watch this on. movie on replay in their house. Like, there's better movies. Because, as we that. all know, as as children watch, like, find a movie, like they, they rewatch watch that movie. They watch that movie to death. Uh, some adults do, but like everything <laughs> in this movie is annoying. The the effects are annoying. The acting is annoying. Um, just like the speed, the pace at which things happen is annoying. The CG animals, where there should be real animals, are annoying. But like the annoyingness first introduced me with bruno the fat chocolate loving british kid as particularly when he as you said jeremy he's very angry that he's not getting his treats and so he is like walking we just get like a shot of just focused on his face of him like screaming where's my chocolate and i almost shut the movie up (laughs) (laughs) where's my chocolate he's got like the He's the, got the greasy hands. He's got the off the Harry Potter. He's got, he's got like chocolate smeared on his uh, he's around a his dirty, mouth. Dude, awful little shit. <laughs> and then he gets turned into a rat. And then they like try to step on him. And I was like, I hope one of them does. Oh no! <laughs> what well, I do have a compliment. Put, put um, a little juice in this movie. For yeah, sake. I do Don't have a, a little compliment for for this movie, and that's uh, how uh, uh, committed the hotel maintenance staff are to adding hundreds, and I mean hundreds of rat traps underneath the the main antagonist's bed at the very end of the film. Whenever like she gets turned to a rat into a rat, and she's just chasing like Anne Hathaway rat is just chasing the other mice. And there's just oh yeah, there's so many mouse traps under the bed. There's so much many like, much like a classic film we watched, Mouse Trap. Um, uh, right? Yeah. They, mouse, they, hunt. They, hey. mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. Mouse so hunt. Um, you might you might be able to say, Jeremy, that her knowing that there are mice children in the hotel that she made. Don't make movie. excuses for this movie. I'm okay. I, Back I, it I, out. I, I <laughs> so. Oh, no, it's good, Zach. That's a this good movie's point. annoying. It's a no. It's an annoying movie, and it's like there's so many things. The idea, the conceit is the, and again, I think this is like the anti-Semitic trope. Man. We're introduced to witches as like witches are real. They're evil, and they could be anybody next to you. Oh yeah, they're yeah. always hiding, and they're always seeking your downfall. And I, um, the whole time that they're they're saying that, I'm just like, man, this movie's gonna turn every child against every older, like, childless woman that they ever up meet. from the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Except they replaced, oh, 
it's it's witches and not Jews. Um, but like, well, also the Grand High Witch has all that money. She has like a giant trunk mm, filled with money. Yes, filthy yeah. lucre. She hates money. She yeah, I do like the word lucre. Uh, but yeah, she she's got all this get your, money. Get your What's, filthy heads off my Where's the origin? Where's the origin of lucre? I don't. I don't. I don't know. know. <laughs> I've definitely heard the phrase filthy but, lucre before. All right, but point being, um, first of all, witches are terrible at hiding. They all have the Jokerified face, mm-hmm. and so like. <laughs> You know, and they all like act like witches. They're not like hiding, uh, you know. No. They just like hiss and cackle in public, and they all got Joker faces and long. <laughs> they all and- just open yeah. openly are Jokerified. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do find it funny yeah. though how like they they sort of portray with like is like these are like immortal beings almost it seems like she like that the high witch was there when she, when grandma was young she was they were de- depicted as like what did i don't remember the line but grandma was like i think you know the high witch she was born at the the precipice of like you know like uh, some mountain or something like ice it was so cold because that's where she's I, and i was just like oh that's really interesting but um they just die to their own well i guess they don't really die but like they they fall to their own devices so easily in this and hathaway fucking dies spoiler alert right there's a very long scene where it just like delays the cat getting her and it's just like and it really like like this cat's gonna eat this rat and it's awesome anyway so my real my real question and i can't seem to find it um, because they're probably wanting to hide it, but like, how much did the top four builds actors of this movie make? Oh, like, no. how do you, how do you get how do you I get Ant- like? I feel like that's a pretty pretty big f- top four for like yeah, a mo- for a movie Spencer. like this, you know. And I've been like, I've been this whole time like just searching like how much did Anne Hathaway make for this movie, and I I can't seem to find it. Well, it under the table for uh, pro bono. Well, yeah. you saw you saw the did payment it for the in the yard. movie. You saw yeah. the payment in the movie. It's the suitcase. Yeah, they literally that handed her, her yeah, a suitcase her. full of cash. What, yeah, I, we're jumping around, but I do want to really dwell on all of the themes that are that that happened because so much can be taken out of the ending where we get a literal <laughs> children's crusade. Please sit on the <laughs> ending for a bit. There's Go more than it. just that. Everything's yeah. wrong with that, and it actually made me like feel bad. No, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk. We've talked a bit about Bruno, the the jolly fat kid, uh, Anne Hathaway, of course, whose accent is like terrible and takes anything away from her performance in the movie. Oh, I just realized uh, what uh, something that's wrong with this. Usually in children's movies, especially there's a, a beat for beat. There's technical terms for this and more intelligent people will know them, but there's always a you, low point in the, film. the wrong place, brother. Right. There's always a low point in the film. Like, yeah, right, and, right, right. and cats don't dance. It's when, when Danny gets everyone fired, like there's no low point in 2020 witches. Basically the moment that that kid gets turned into a mouse. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He succeeds at every level and there is no tension. Not only that he overcomes. So yeah, we'll talk about the, main character for a bit uh i don't know if if this actor's been in much or anything a child actor but he's like he hardly says anything as a human boy and when he turns into a mouse, he's much more comfortable as a voice actor i guess than like an actor part of it is because like you know we were talking about it 
the movie opens with his parents dying and so he's like dreadfully depressed at the beginning of the movie i mean i'd, I'd say that's the low point of the movie i, I openly Trump. laughed when yeah. grandma said i don't feel sorry for you yeah, <laughs> yeah what what Jesus. so let's it's like her daughter it's, yeah it's her daughter is the kid's i'm thinking so i was thinking of like king sayadin weeping over his son and being like no child should have to or no parent should have to bury their child and like the most uncomfortable scene i've ever saw as a kid and then she's like oh move on with it Part of that I can respect, like the idea that like, oh, life is tough sometimes, and you know, unfortunately, you have a tough one. We gotta stick it. I can respect that, but anyway, it's just no time. There's the something real weird about yeah. how, like, kid, hey, kid, your parents just died. I think you'll be most comfortable you'll in your mom's right. childhood room. Like, yeah, this, this right. is where you need with, to be with right pictures now. of your mother as a child, as a like, child, get them their own room and get them like the keepsake when they want to look at it and not like surround them at all times while awake and asleep with all of your mother's possessions. My right. Lord. Oh. Well, I guess the implication is like she's a poor woman. This is a poor family, though. Of course, there's no like actual th this is a living space discourse movie and that like their house is pretty like grandma's house is nice uh she has the finances to go to a six-star hotel why like, what is her profession what does she do well she's a voodoo priestess right. apparently right. um which her healing power yeah so i guess part of the african-american aspect of this movie is that she practices like uh african-american folk medicine and stuff like uh and might so even be a voodoo priestess according but to the narration it, which interestingly enough is like it shows in the very few community scenes where they're like shopping and stuff you can tell she's a well-respected member of the community yeah, and it's yeah. due to this which is i find interesting it's like a layer that i'm like this movie is not going to explore this at all but this is like the one interesting thing that i am noticing that i'm latching onto right now and that is yeah grandma. she's like well liked and well respected. grandma knows her shit she knows her remedies and everyone knows that and she probably has a sizable disposable income because of it because she's I guess, skilled and yeah. well respected i did um, like when she just like okay we got to get out of here and she goes into her secret closet that happens to be like a witch's alchemy lab right um in her house you know with, with like crystals we got some yeah crystals. Crystals. we got some quartz <laughs> uh that's when we learned she might be a voodoo priestess anyway her healing magic like that whole aspect of her character amounts to nothing in the film i do love whatever nothing. they like do the uh the the counter potion where she puts all of her best stuff in it yeah and it just turns black and she's like well we all know what that means and just we tried <laughs> bye that's it so grandma is played by octavia spencer uh i would say if i had to pick like the best acting in the movie it would be her I definitely her, her. she's a good actress she has some yeah she's a great actress she has some funny like funny lines in the movie you know uh, it, it's not up to us a bunch of white dudes to say whether or not this is good representation or not um i feel like she's trying to play the character of like the black grandma in this time period and i think it works well so she's a grandma this is what's important to me i'm sorry she's supposed to be like the old wise woman octavia spencer's like 50 yep this is important in the end where the kid is like we're going to grow old and die together. And in 10 years, you're going to be a very old woman. She'll be 60. That's like my parents' age. It's, it's like, like grandma yeah, doesn't yeah, say anything at that point. She's fucking ancient, yeah. I guess. And then when we see her, 
at the end where it's like now the young kid mouse is Chris Rock mouse. She's still the same. She is exactly the same. She's exactly the same. They didn't the give same. us a, a lick of makeup, right? <laughs> like there's not an ounce on her face. There's not a gray it's, strand it's of hair. Like, it's, it's a bit, it's part of this movie. Again, there's lots of things in this movie that make it feel like an alien made it. Like there's these yes. pieces of a children's movie, but none of it fits together. And when you see the final product, you're just left feeling like that's a really good feeling or a, a really good description where it's like this looks like somebody who's never like set foot on planet Earth has absorbed a bunch <laughs> like of Ronald a, Dahl and children's movies and was asked to make one of their own. Like but, a, like a, you know, the the meme of like an AI generated this script. We, we gave an AI uh 20 quentin tarantino scripts and this is what they came up with <laughs> you know they, that's what this movie feels like all right i i gotta segue us zach describe <laughs> to us the last 10 minutes of the film uh after and this is after the cat kills uh anne hathaway and we, we're starting with the rat roller coaster go oh hell what yeah what happens Good in shit. the rest of this movie well <laughs> We should well, say, first of all, it's confirmed that there's no way that these children will ever be human again. Yeah. I mean, we, we <laughs> no. kind of, did, yeah, we didn't say that, it, but. And I that's mean, okay. And that's fine. Chris Rock Mouse now um, fine. at the end. But um, I mean, I don't know. You get a good, you get a good, what, two minutes of, uh, two, three minutes of, of Mice Roller Coaster. Just them, just pretty epic just showing epic. just showing them like the peak of their lives like just like this is what they do this is their fun and we'll rat coasters uh, in the basement <laughs> because yeah, he had, he had a single richter set at the beginning of the film and this is what he's done since then it is it is a, a pretty grand expansion upon his previous works uh in in his bedroom but uh, how about how about the the hatch in the the floor by the stairwell that like pops open and they just i'm like oh okay but um Again, how long much, did that take their little hands to to dig out you know much like, like mouse hunt it becomes a rube goldbergian uh trip but, through the house um beyond that I mean, honestly, my my I just finished this movie and I it's already like slowly getting scrubbed. <laughs> I just I just like of my brain, like but fans I, through. I, I may never I after sleeping. I'll, I may never forget the the line where the boy is just like, "Well, I'm not I'm not gonna li- if I'm only gonna live nine years, that's great with me. Yeah. I'm gonna die." And he just well, says it with a smile on his fucking face. Slow it down. Let's slow it down. First, let's talk about our boy Bruno. Right, so Bruno is a British child with British parents. Um, he gets straight course, up shunned. Like we've established, like... <laughs> we've established that he's a shit kid. Um, however, you know, parents still love their shit children. There's this whole thing where, like, somewhere in the movie, somewhere in the movie, uh, the the main character as a mouse is like, "We can all live with you, Grandma. That'll be fun." And then Grandma is like, "Well, Bruno's got a family." Uh, and he should stay with them. And then the kid is like, well, I don't fight. I love my very much. And then um, then at the end, well, I want to talk about the interim scene because it was one of the most infuriating things. Grandma tries to show Bruno's parents the mouse as the child, right? And so she's like, takes out Bruno the mouse Jeez. and he's eating a little cracker. And she's like, say something. And of course, this is one of those things that has like left culture, but women women are terrified of mice. 
the scariest fucking thing you've ever seen, right? Like they teach you that in toxic masculinity school that like women, yeah, terrified. Um, and so of course the mom is like not just like freaking out, but like blood curdling screams, and and grandma's like, say something. And then boy afterward is like, I can't say something with my mouth full. And so like dad doesn't like it when I speak with me. Yeah. We got to really look at the emotional tone out. Like you have to prove to your parents, you know, your kid, when your kid, like your parents are, you know, no matter what your relationship with your parents are, there is that relationship, that connection. And like, you're seeing your parents abandon you say something, but it's funny if he like eats. Right. Because like like he eats and fat people like food. That's pretty funny, right? This would have been, been an incredible like low point for the film. It, it needed a dip for the if like there was oh, any emotional tonality in the movie at all, but it's not. It's all just haha funny. Yep. We're just gonna laugh. This movie. <laughs> I feel like it's also worth noting that the grandmother character you know if they're gonna if they're gonna racialize this movie if they're gonna bring the race aspect into it the grandmother mm-hmm. character would know that it would be incredibly dangerous for her to go into a primarily white upper class institution and threaten yeah. a white woman right right um and that was just and there was sort of a small vague altercation with stanley tucci where He's like, is it true that you have a mouse in your purse? And she sort of manages to like verbally spar her way yeah. out of that. But that and do but a there's free no, dinner and at four like, o'clock you know, in the afternoon. This is a children's movie that's rated PG, so obviously they're not gonna like take her outside and spray her with a fire hose. But like that's right. you know, I feel like that's where they're playing this dangerous game where they're like, Oh, we're gonna take this narrative and we're gonna turn it into we're going to like make the main character family black because we're diversifying Hollywood. But then mm-hmm. it's like not, it you can't nothing. turn that yeah. into a realistic portrayal of the actual consequences of that experience because it's too horrific for children's media. So if you want to right, present right. an overly sanitized narrative of children, but you also want to be like in 1968, Alabama, this black family is going to like use voodoo magic to like fight against european magic like you you have i don't know it's it feels like a weird balancing act that this movie totally blew and i but i don't think it's the movie's fault necessarily i think it's just like that's a balancing act that's impossible to win yeah yeah you can't really well i was thinking of because i've talked a lot recently um to like you jeremy about like a thing I really don't like in movies is when like white directors think the most important thing you can do is show like brutality against black people in the name of racism. So like, these are important things to know, but they really like play out the exploitation of black suffering and pain, you know, in these like time periods. Um, And then the question, like, how do you balance? You can't do that in a kid's movie. I'm thinking of like, okay, so hidden figures, a pretty good movie that came out in the last, shit 10 years um but that's a good idea of like a it's a family movie that deals with these issues of race and so you have like these scenes of discrimination but it never gets like brutal and and harrowing right like they strike that good balance of like showing okay yes these women are struggling because of the race in this time period but without really exploiting it and i thought you know that that would be a model for a movie like this the thing is they didn't have to make the family black. And that's that's my thing is if they wanted to do this, to. 
the other the other thing is is if they wanted to do this if they wanted to make the main family black cool there's literally no reason none to have this movie set in 1960s there's none yeah, except for like you, matching you, the original movie yeah, i don't know i you guess know? but they could have easily had this narrative like play out in like you know 2020 Never. or you know like 1990 or whatever and then have a flashback to an earlier scene right at a time where there aren't these type of tensions where you wouldn't have to deal and with confronting or ignoring these you know overtones of racist history right and so it's just very like you could tell that they hadn't thought it through and they're like we're gonna yeah. do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this let's get started and they didn't think about like that until I mean, I they... like another option is that you know we watched box trolls which took place in sort of a faux victorian fantasy world and this is a, a yeah, universe you do that. Where witches are real so you can just like make <laughs> a nondescript that. sort of time period that exists like you don't they made it very clear that it was like this story begins in 1968 in Alabama. Yeah. Like they didn't have to do that. They could have right. just left all of that out and it could have been sort of a pseudo historical place where, and then, you know, the sort of historical component didn't have to exist, but it's clear that right. they wanted that to be part of the narrative, but like not in a way that's, Why? that's like <laughs> yeah. true or honest in any way because they needed to keep their PG rating. Well, and, and something else that kind of wigs me with, them trying to to ground it in a in a realistic setting at first is like the the witch's whole motive is it's absurd like they they want to turn children into mice so they can smash them with their feet because they hate them and that's because it they hate kids and that that's it and it's like if you wanted to do something where where you're you're covering a a, a very tumultuous time in history but then also have that as one of the central conflicts it's it's never it's never going to work unless that that whole part of it like the witches are retooled so they're i don't know also just all bigots well they had a thing right they're all like fancy ladies there was a place where they could be like these are they could have made it a class thing uh, these are like the, yeah. This could this could have been a QAnon movie where it's like this is this is the this is the the Jeffrey Epstein. This is this, oh, is, God, the, you know, this is the like, uh, rated PG eyes wide shut. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing is right. having like these private but public shows where they take their wigs out. That's the the revelation thing, right? Uh, they could have done something like that where like these are all elite rich and powerful women but they're actually you know blood-sucking monsters they, they didn't because because uh did you know that fat kids like to eat i <laughs> think <laughs> you know they like food did you know um, that? well yeah I, I guess that's the theme of a lot of criticism in this movie is like they could have done something instead they didn't right said they didn't um but what they, they did start an extended conversation about soup they did start yes yep. an extended conversation so i really wanted her to order that dope sounding cajun crab soup and no one ever did i'm like that shit sounds amazing hey I, hey, I wanted that soup. hey grandma ordered it did she did she did yeah, she, I don't think she it? got it did she she just uh, no she didn't order. get it because the the rat explosion right. because because she early. decided that the that the move now the move that now that the uh, heroes had poisoned all of the soup 
the move was going to be to just go to the dining room and sit in plain sight and stare at Anne Hathaway, like directly into her eyes. You got to do that because we got to see what happens. Well, right. I mean, yeah. it's clearly grandma's <laughs> first witch assault, you know, right? Like, she got yeah, she gotta, it. gotta, <laughs> it's yeah. her first You're one, right. and it's wrong. not her last, by God. No, that, okay, a let's little, talk a, about the end. Come on, okay, yeah, we, we got sidetracked. So, Bruno at the end is once again showed to his parents and is explicitly rejected by them. But like, this time it's no. fine because he spoke, yep. yeah, yeah. He's like, hello, mommy, and then she freaks out again. again Women Bash! are terrified of mice. Uh, terrified. Like there's a lot of screaming in this movie. So yeah, it's like how even the witches, being women, terrified of mice. Right? They they do like blood rituals, but they're terrified of mice. So yeah, that kid is rejected. You know, a thing that would be like maybe even worse than your parents dying in front of you would be like them rejecting you like that as a child. Like that would be the worst thing to ever happen in your Doesn't life. Doesn't affect him at all. He's all right with it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fine. Good. Well, yeah. you know, gra- Grandma probably's got pretty good cooking. You know, Ooh, probably right. cornbread. Yep. Mm, cornbread. It's cake. Yeah. It's basically Ooh. cake. Ooh, it he's is so hungry. Cake. He's so hungry for food. So, like, whatever. Fuck you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> like, I never had a life until this. After so anyway... Then there's a very awkward scene of her handing $20 bills to everybody, which is, I don't, yeah, I don't want right. to dwell on that, but it happens. And I'm just like, all right, cool. A little bit of good. A little bit down, of good. You know? That's a uh, old wisdom. They're back at, back at grandma's house. She is now the proud adopted grandma of three mouse. Yeah. Children, so they, and then they go through that whole, uh, they go have quirky roller coaster rides all day, which as a kid, I guess that would be fun. There is, yeah, there's a part where, like, uh, the main character is like, I like being a mouse. I don't have to go to school. I don't have to learn how to drive. So basically saying, like, I don't get to actually become a person. Yeah, I don't have to grow up. The the boy doesn't have to grow up. This is very Peter Pan. Uh, you yeah, know, he doesn't yeah. grow up. He just, indeed, you know, travels travels the United States in in a uh, tollable home, and they travel the states and and murder. Uh, Labeled witches. witch hunter. That was a pretty kick ass. Uh, they got a rockin'. They got a rockin' '80s van with the witch decals on it the side. Witch of the hunter on it and <laughs> little flying witches. For each, each witch, witch they, they get, they add a decal. At least that's how I understand <laughs> it. It's the two things you want as a child: roller coasters and revenge. Like yeah. that's what you want. And God, I God, I well, love it so much. Just roller coasters, revenge. And a nine-year lifespan. And a nine-year lifespan. He, <laughs> he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time, 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 time. <laughs> But uh, this is all packed. Listener, this is all packed into like a five-minute, like, yeah. this is it. This is at the epilogue. And again, no emotional tonality. And so I, like, I was I like kind of they, taken they aback. portray the time, tr- like, progressing while also showing that they're hitting multiple states by taking uh, postcards of each Christmas. Like, that's their, like, we're in we're in Wyoming this year, you know. Like, we got who the fuck three. are they sending these postcards to? We got no, four uh, this time. The audience, to, to me, <laughs> oh, okay. sending them to me and Stanley Tucci. Um, <laughs> the Tucci's getting them. But no, I was taken aback by how explicit, literally, Mouse Child asks, how long does a mouse live? Grandma says, oh, about three years, but you're a magic mouse, so maybe three times as long. We got <laughs> nine years lifespan. We're explicitly said, okay, you will live for nine years. In that, you'll grow old and die. And he's like, I'm fine with that. Because I'll be, in, 
I'll be an old mouse. You'll be an old woman. And I don't, no one else can take care of me. We can and die together. We can die together. <laughs> that's treated as like a fun warming moment where like, okay, this woman who has watched her daughter die young and now will watch her grandson die young, the end of her bloodline, no more descendants, right? That family is just wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, she gets to watch this child like accelerate age. But you know die. what she does get? An army of children. She gets An a children's army. crusade, baby. Yeah, she gets a paramilitary organization. I think when they said that line, the line of like, we can die together, I think I literally screamed. I was yeah, sitting no, it was, in my it was office bad. watching this on my computer, <laughs> yeah. and I just like grabbed either side of my face and I shrieked. And it was like, it is, I don't know, so, everything came crashing down. And that's the most, goodwill that I had. The most hideous and degenerate thing I've seen in a movie. And I, I watched a lot of horror movies recently because it's October. This is the most evil thing I've seen in, in a bit. Didn't we Go talk off. in the chat earlier about how Guillermo del Toro was one of the co-writers on this? So I need to... I, I have much. a theory that was a Guillermo del Toro line, but I don't think it was supposed to be delivered in the way that it was. Uh-huh. Right, right. Like, I think that was supposed to be, like, end of end of uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's AI. You like, can right, tell. Okay, yeah, Just yeah, a real yeah. bummer of a moment. He he wrote a script, or he, like, he, he wrote notes on a script and then just stepped away from this project. Never. I want to know it. how much, yeah, Guillermo, did he, like, fix some colon semicolon stuff you know like what was his involvement and is that's this that's a my good question theory is is this to reminisce on a previous movie we've done is this like a tim burton's batman like for he's he's credited in the beginning of what batman forever uh, and so well, it was yeah, his yeah, project yeah. and uh, then yeah, it wasn't yeah. but it wasn't but his been. name was still tied to it who knows? not in like an who exactly knows? like in that similar but i don't in think the same vein where it's just like his name is just on it, but like how much work did he really apply to it? <laughs> I would say, you know, for some movies in Hollywood, they have enough of a legacy that like lore develops around them and we can learn about that. No one will care about this movie in three months. We might, so, be, we might be the last people who ever watch it. Look, looking at the Wikipedia <laughs> page real quick, it looks like this was originally <laughs> supposed to be a Guillermo del Toro production. Mm. It was supposed to be a stop motion film too. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. But See, that uh, could have been a little James and the Giant Peach. That was baby. no wonder this. No wonder the script was so short then. That was 2008 when that whole thing started, and then uh, so nothing got worked right. on it until ten years later. And then Robert Zemeckis is like, "Listen, we can make money off of this. I could do Back to the Future four, or I could <laughs> or, do this, or this little project, or this, this little, little project." Side project. I cherish it. Can't believe like, Zemeckis did this. Yeah. It's like fucking uh, uh, Don Quixote. The, the uh... do Polar Express three, <laughs> or I could do this. Another twisted film. I just love that the <laughs> the movie ends with CGI is about as good. The movie ends with the statement like we we cut and we see that like oh the intro where uh, Chris Rock was giving his narrative and was like these are witches. It was like. He's giving the rundown. This is like your first moment of learning that witches are real. And then, like, and then, yeah, exactly. Then we, we cut at the very end to him, like marching his army forth. And he says, and we've cleared them. 
out of the United States. And yeah. Now, oh, yeah. They have eradicated the American witch population. And now we are going Jesus. out into the world. And he's like, and, you got your addresses, kids. And they all cheer. They're you cheering. They got them. Cheering. This is a, 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 an imperialist. Like plane tickets are on Zoom. It's the end of Starship. <laughs> Would you like to know more about witches? Yes. Where are these kids going to get passports? They don't, who can't do that? Uh, uh, they got to serve in the military oh, first to get citizenship. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They service <laughs> earn their right to vote. It's oh, like 1972. It was a good movie, guys. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, this is a great film. This yeah. was, this, uh, this, this, I this thought was it was a, it was a great ten. It was a great sequel to The Witch. I thought it was a, you know, it, like it goes a different direction, but it like, I like it. It's like Halloween 3 and Halloween, right? It's like the same spirit, but a different story. And so. I appreciate that they expand it with the, the Witcher video games. I need yeah, to yeah. expand the lore. Well, I need to watch. Think about it. If you think about it, I'm sorry, but uh, he imbibes a potion that transforms him violently. And yeah fights monsters yeah he's a witcher my Hell god yeah. he is yeah i need to watch um, scary stories to tell in the dark or like crimson peak or lady in the water or something after this just to cleanse my palate of need whatever. to watch uh uh I mean, I like this is sort of my last word on this movie is just like if you want to watch sort of an authentic lovingly rendered roll doll adaptation watch matilda if you want to yes, watch God. horrible animal CGI, watch Cats. If you want to watch, like, I don't know, like, gross bad witch movie murder, that's fun. watch The Witch. Like, there's so <laughs> yeah. many other things you could watch that would fulfill any of the components. If you want to watch mouse hijinks, watch Mouse Hunt. Like, there mm, are God, there yes, an infinity yes. of other options that you have. Even, so there's no even, reason to watch this movie. Let it Even fade. as a you bad want, movie. If you want to get yeah. a, a funny witch fix, you know, watch Hocus Pocus. Come on. Even as a bad movie, you know, like that's so bad is good. Like there's better terrible movies out there. This mm. one just sort of rides the line of mediocre and annoying. So once again, so, yeah. time is a flat circle. I would like to thank Zach for choosing this. <laughs> I am woke now. Um I got my special 86 mouth. I've opened my my mouth, I guess. Like I've yeah. unhinged my jaw. I did like the line where the kid won't open his mouth, and so Anne Hathaway says, "We're going to do it the Shakespeare way." That's a literary reference. That was I um, which children would children would understand. They wouldn't. They wouldn't know. The shame to say, as the as an English major, that one went over my head. Oh, that's how Hamlet's daddy dies. I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" To his ear, the poison gets poured to his ear. Um, but that's a good point because I was going to ask earlier. Who is this movie for? It's ostensibly a children's movie. There are parts of the movie where, like, if I was a kid and watched it, it would, like, fuck me up and scare me. In particular, when she's, like, with the mouth is open. That's kind of a scary effect. It's kind of yeah. goofy, but kind of scary uh, for a kid. Um, but it's not for adults either because it's just annoying. So who is this for besides, like, shareholders <laughs> you know like, <laughs> it's for people that are locked inside bored with no other media being created that was this was a covid movie so this was, was like, a covid movie this would have been like a january movie that went straight to dvd but it got like yeah, it's I think just to fill the hbo sort of 
coffers or to like complete yeah. their contract of like we have to shit out this we much need content something. in a calendar fiscal year and did, yeah did did this even go to theaters or did it go straight to hbo uh, he i don't think it could no, that's a good question i was trying to check the the actual release date on uh IMDb, but they don't, they only put years. It's an HBO I mean, exclusive, so I don't see why it would go. Oh, yeah, because if it's at the beginning, yeah, for sure. Then all the theaters would have been closed. Right, exactly. Like it, nope, <laughs> no one, no one saw it. Box office. I think also, uh, and so in retrospect, too, like the false controversy of the mill, like this is a movie steeped in controversy because it's uh, anti disabled you know anti-disability yeah I guess. no i you could see now that that was totally a ginned up advertising play to get anybody there's to look so at much right. more to be offended from this movie yeah now. yeah <laughs> nobody talked about the issues of race in the movie issues you know, of race. at all because um, nobody watched it because nobody fucking saw it they just saw yep. the trailer with the claw hands it looks like, like oh, this was released expensive. in uh march april because that's when it won all its awards like it's uh golden raspberry Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and, of the hey, year. and the Nickelodeon kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> two genders. <laughs> it was. Uh, Maybe it was, kids uh, fucking love this movie. I don't know. It was either all of us or two no. awards. Uh, no. <laughs> Eventually, in like twenty years, there's going to be some poor soul uh, doing some sort of podcast or whatever the equivalent is in twenty years, where they're thinking. I watched Witches and no one else liked it, but this is a foundational nostalgia movie for me. Yeah, so we're going to talk gonna about be a cult, this. Is, this is going to be a Cats movie. Don't Dance for someone else, Holly. That's what I'm. That's what oh I'm yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fuck up like an entire subset some, of children who are going to turn out to be like weird disaster queers, and I can't wait to hear what they have to say about it. Yay! That's Anne horrible. Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is a camp icon in this film. Yeah. Anyway. Amazing. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us tonight, everybody. Thank you for Holly for ditching a party for a good yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm now glad you pro, pro movie. And now you have to explain what you've been doing. And I want to. I, I want to. I want to hear the just keep the phone on, like hidden in your pocket. Yeah, we want need to be. Here. Well, Holly, what? we could have more subscribers. Yeah, why don't yeah. you just take us down there and introduce all of us to them yeah. and just show us around? This is what I have to deal with. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>